This is a public service announcement. I'm back from doing field work that would send shivers down the spine of any single horny woman in her 30s. Trying to make a memory on a Saturday night on the island of Manhattan during a semi-forgotten ongoing pandemic, a war, and ooh, a Tinder swipe surge. You don't know how grim it can get out there, so I got some data for you firsthand. Warning. This story could be triggering to anyone who does or has ovulated. Bouncing around Manhattan with a couple girlfriends on a Saturday night, we were hopeful. How can you not be? The city is back, baby! With high drink prices and a douchebag wave that'll make you forget all about your high gas prices. I stay in the outer boroughs on Saturday. Brooklyn, Queens. That's it. So the version of me that parties in Manhattan on a Saturday night, she's history. So I gotta find my sea legs again. This is what I'll say. Don't go into Manhattan on a Saturday without a plan. The culture's changed. The first place me and my two girlfriends went to looked like a classy establishment. It looked like the kind of place where wealthy bachelors go to brute over the law firm while drinking a dirty martini. You'll make partners soon, Theodore. You don't have to bang your fist on the bar and have the older barkeep order you a car home as he throws that dirty rag over his shoulder and ever so sadly shakes his head. Because you're like a son to him, Theodore. Now go home. We were hoping to find a Theodore to save. This bar was speakeasy style, so we had to knock on the door. Do you have a reservation? No, we're just winging it. Oh, well, we close at two, but uh, I could take your name down for now, and if something opens up, I'll text you. Well, it's 11.30, so that's two and a half hours. I think we got time. Yeah, definitely take my name down. And thanks for the heads up. You are very pleasant. Since there was a 50-50 chance we would get into this particular bar, we decided to seek asylum elsewhere. We walked across town about 12 minutes, only to see what appeared to be a nightclub for teenagers. <laughs> well, that won't work. I looked down at my phone and I had a text from the speakeasy. Looks like they did have room for us after all. So we start walking back, and once we get inside, we realize that going inside this place, you need to have a date. It is not a good place to find a date, I say. Let's leave. We haven't ordered anything. The drinks are expensive. We owe them nothing. Let's bounce. We go to a dive bar. This dive bar we've been to before and it has a much better energy, but only for a brief moment. When I came back from snagging our drinks at the bar, an orange vested man had sat down at our table. He was cute if you're into sloppy wasted white men. And I can see how he's probably fun when he's not drunk, but he was drunk. I had also brought some plates over to the table, and this stranger starts questioning why I brought plates to the table. I brought plates to the table because I ordered cheese tots, bitch. Why are you wearing an orange vest so far off the campsite, Craig? His name was Craig. I was being patient with him because what if there were more Craigs? Less drunk Craigs that he was friends with that would eventually gravitate towards us once they spotted his hunting vest. About halfway through eating my tots, drunk Craig picks up a fork and eats one. He dipped in my ranch, y'all. The audacity. The audacity. Did you just dip in my ranch? Look, 
I live upstairs. You three just come upstairs. My friend who was sitting across said, no, we're not going up to your apartment, which was totally the right decision and totally the right thing to say. Personally, I wanted to see the dimensions, the square footage, and I wanted a story, but it was not the right move. Well, that's where my weed is, so if you don't want to come upstairs, I guess you don't want any of my weed. Any of your weed? (laughs) Hey, Craig, I've smoked enough weed today alone to put your ass to sleep till the next time Kenny Chesney comes to town. So why don't you try to relax on nagging us to get us upstairs, huh? No one wants to smoke your bodega joint while you try and take your vest and shoes off at the same time. He got up and left, only to return back with the weed. Okay. He made up for the ranch dip slip, I guess. And I was only half wrong. It was smoke shop joint weed, not bodega joint weed. Even though this weed was safe to smoke, I think it may have opened up some sort of portal to hell. And not fun hell either, with disco music and red lights. It was more like... We gotta get the fuck out of here, hell. Our boy Craig was getting sloppier by the minute. The bar talent was non-existent. And then it started to really feel like a not-so-fun, fun house. Craig was falling over, and I'm just gonna say it. A literal pimp was getting too close for comfort. Growing up, for better or worse, pimp was a word used to describe someone or something cool. We all had Game of Thrones-esque chalices that had the word pimp bejeweled and bedazzled on them. Pimp was a popular Halloween costume. The word pimp was in most hip-hop songs describing some great man or great thing that this great man had. I can now tell you from first-hand experience that this bar shark pimp was not cool. He was not a very pimp pimp. He was a pimp pimp. He had a buck fifty on his face that I did not want the story behind, and the speaking cadence of a cartoon. And then he started to get real close to me, almost behind me. Then he was behind me, and he said in my ear, you have the most beautiful hair I ever seen. Ugh, I hate when pimps approach you at the bar. It's like, pimp, I'm just trying to meet a man with a 401k, not an AK and a cane. Leave me alone. As my friend is giving me the, we gotta get out of here, stare and mumble, he says, you heard me? I said you got the prettiest fucking hair I ever seen. Woo! Okay, time to go. Obviously, my man doesn't follow the still-winning career of musical legend Cher and her locks, but the beat goes on. Sucking down my tequila soda, I say, I heard you, thanks. We bolted out. I think the overarching lesson from this night is... If a vested man eats your tater tots without permission, the pimp will surely follow. Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello! Did you have a great week? I hope it was full of happy little surprises. 
My week was grown and sexy. I popped over not one but two different friends' houses, and both times I was fed a warm, delicious, adult-ass meal. Shout out to Natalie and Ryan. Shout out to Ben. Listen, get you some friends who can cook, who are making dinner on a weeknight. Delicious. There was some midweek shenanigans, and that's to be expected. One particular night, me and three friends ended our evening looking up Airbnbs in Wuhan, China. Relax. We aren't going to Wuhan. But check out the Airbnbs when you have a sec. I think you'll like what you see. Then on Thursday, I got into a car accident. Yes. I was on my way to a date because your girl stay swiping. And my Uber driver blew a stop sign. As it was happening, I was on a call, like a girl about town tends to be. And then I realized what was happening. He was running the stop sign, and boom, we were hit. But I experienced it in slow motion, and it was really weird because I had absolutely no control of it. My first thought was, okay, I'm about to be in a bunch of pain. Wow, I'm gonna spend the night in the hospital. And wow, my date is never gonna buy this story. It was a really complex emotion to be able to comprehend that a crash was happening, but be unaware of how bad a shape I might be in afterwards. I just kind of felt helpless and frozen, but oddly relaxed. Luckily, the car that hit us hit us on the passenger side, and I was sitting behind the driver. And also lucky, he was able to slow down a bit before hitting us, so no one was hurt. Pay attention on the road, everybody. Seriously, you don't need to text and drive. If you feel like you're zoning out, snap yourself out of it. Shit happens in the blink of an eye. Be smart. My date did believe me, though. The apps are still really rough, you guys. In one guy's picture, he had his boxer briefs pulled down so you could see all of his razor burn. Come on. Why is that necessary, my mans? We don't have a kink for that, I checked. It's one thing to have razor burn. Bodies are hard to manage and pubes are unruly. I get it. Most people wouldn't care if their partner had a case of the speed bumps pre-sesh. But to put it out there like a thirst trap, no sir. Pull your draws up. That brings us to Rocky's highest thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, sometimes actors get discovered randomly on the streets of New York. Then they get cast in a show or a movie and their whole life takes off. They become a super rich, huge star. What if they actually aren't that random? Number two, people often say that in order to be really funny, you have to have experienced real trauma and had a fucked up childhood. Yeah, sure, okay. In a lot of instances, that's true. And comedy is seen as a coping mechanism, but I also think it's a thing unfunny people say to cope with the fact that they don't have timing. Comedy is like a math equation, and not everyone's a mathlete. Number three, normalize giving people you had a crush on in middle school or high school a follow on Instagram. What's good, Travis? Number four, they say don't shit where you eat. We all know what that expression means, but why? Communities used to be like a hundred people deep back in the day. Did you have to go to an entirely different community every time you wanted to, you know, shit? My returning guest this week, you know him from season one, you love him from 103.5 KISS FM Chicago, and now he's an official member of the Tuesday Club, Mr. Jordan Foster. Jordan's wild word was gun, girl. So hold your fire and listen close. 
If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights with Rocky and on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. If you want to check out extended interviews with all of my guests, please follow me on YouTube. And a big, huge thank you to everyone who's written a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference. If you haven't written a review on Apple Podcasts, what are you waiting for? Wild Nights with Rocky Powell is also on Patreon right now. So if you like me and you like the show and you want to put your money where your mouth is, please become a Patreon supporter now. You can find the link to my Patreon on any of my social medias, and I would be forever grateful. The more money that goes into Wild Nights, the podcast, the more time, energy, and content I can deliver. Go over and join for either $2 a month or $5 a month. And on that note... Please welcome back to the show and enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Jordan Foster. Jordan, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. We were talking a little bit before we uh, got on about how it seemed you were my fourth episode ever. And now it's just like time has uh, we're here again. I love it. This is great. Your podcast is awesome. It's always fun to like get to sit down and and tell fun stories or even just be like, wow, I can't believe I did that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it it is. um, It is super fun. And anybody who after this, and I'll say it a bunch of times, but after this, if anybody wants to go back and listen to Jordan's episode, he was episode four. He told a great story. Your wild word then was uh, Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man. Yeah, the Spider-Man story was a whole lot of fun. Never forget sitting on a roof. <laughs> well, he, Jordan's now gone from Spider Man to yep. his new wild word is Gun Girl. Yes. And I'm a clever person, but I don't even know a good way to segue into Gun Girl. So, Jordan, I'm just going <laughs> to give you the floor and give us your wild night story, Gun Girl. Thank you. Thank you. When we get to the part, you'll be like, oh, that's why it's called. Oh, Gun Girl. Okay, I got yeah, it now. Like, I got oh, it. Oh, got it. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. all that clever once we get there. But, okay. So, in my like mid 20s, single Jordan and his friends, you know, we would go out to bars, clubs, and we'd always like to play like stupid boy games with gotcha. each other. By that, I mean, oh, let's see how many numbers we can get. Or let's see. How big was the group of guys? Sometimes it was me and one other person. Sometimes it was like a group of five guys. However, the night presented itself. Gotcha. One night it's it's me and another friend of mine. We were like, okay, yeah, let's see how many numbers the other person could get. Mm-hmm. And I walked into it thinking, like, okay, I think I can, I think I can win this one on one. Like, I think I can, you know, handle this. Uh, so we were at a bar, a uh, college bar, and mind you, we're I don't know, twenty four. So we're like considered okay. old people at this bar, right? But you know, um, speaking as like when I was an undergrad, if I was at a college bar and there was 24, 25 year old guys there, that's very appealing. Okay, so that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Great, appealing cool. for me. Maybe some people not so much, but for me, appealing. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so yeah, we're at this bar. He says to me, like, we should go to a spot. He was like, I want to dance. You know, yeah, I feel like dancing. Yeah. But at, we were at a college bar. It's like, you can't dance here. People are no. just like throwing darts, being drunk or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like, let's let's do a couple more beers and then we'll, we'll go to like a club. Yeah. And as we're having this conversation, this girl heard the entire thing and she's like, I want to dance. Now, do you remember what movie is it? 40-Year-Old Virgin when Seth Rogen 
tells Steve Carell, hey, the best way to flirt with girls is just to reframe what they said as a question. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. gets the girl's number in the bookstore. So yeah. this is pretty much that in that moment. Like I think <laughs> this will work maybe 5% of the time, like if right. that. But this girl just out of nowhere goes, I want to dance. And I was like, do you want to dance? And she was like, oh, yes, I yeah. do. Where are you guys going? I was like, I don't know. Where should we go? Just like saying yeah. whatever she said back to me. Long story short, she gave me her number. And yeah. my friend was like, what the hell was that? I was like, I honestly don't know. But <laughs> a page I'm out of Seth one. Rogen's book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out Seth Rogen. Thank you, bro. Yeah. So I was like, I'm up one. Uh, he was like, all right, all right, whatever. I'm going to buy a round of beers and we're going we're gonna to get back to this game. So I was like, okay, he goes and made a huge mistake, left me alone. Right. Because then I saw someone else she was like, oh, I make music. And I was like, I make music. We got to make music together. And she was like, yeah, take my number. And he heard that upon like bringing back like two beers. And he was like, bro, what the hell? You're just going rogue. There's, you know, and I was like, yeah, I thought it was like a one, you know, man for themselves kind of situation. He was getting Um, a little like jealous. Yeah, yeah, a little upset. And it's like, I can't hold your hand through a competition. Yeah. Like you said, who could get more numbers. So he was like, all right, we're finishing these beers. The dance floor is where I excel. That's where we're going. So we had to a club spot where we can dance. And there were a lot of girls, a lot of women on the dance Mm -hmm. floor. So I was like, okay, I felt bad. I'm going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to dance obnoxiously. You (laughs) dance well. And then, you know, I'll kind of fade myself out of the dance floor as these girls can see you doing like your Justin Timberlake, Michael okay. Jackson Okay, so thing. you were trying to do like throw him a bone a little. Nobody exactly. wants to dance with the weirdo who's like flailing his arms. Right, right. My man dances well, I'm out. He's got this. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just the perfect wingman. It's a layup, right? At yeah, this yeah, point, yeah. We do exactly that. And lo and behold, all these girls are like, oh my God, he's the best guy ever. Yeah. Uh, And I, you know, play the back and I'm just sitting there now, just kind of doing a little early 2000s two-step in the corner. (laughs) And uh, so I see him like talking to these girls. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to assume that he's doing his thing. This girl comes up to me and says, wow, I saw what you did for your friend. That was really nice. And I was like, Damn it. No. Like, I, <laughs> yes. Thank you for noticing. But like, I was trying to like put my guy on. Yeah. And she was like, I can tell you're such a sweetheart. So oh, then yeah. we like, I go to the bar with this girl. We start talking for a while, chatting it up or whatever. If anything, I would have called this person back for this game. It's like, okay, we're going to rack up numbers. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think I'm going to do anything with this. It was just yeah. like the camaraderie of the sport. This girl, however, it was like a very cool kind of situation. And I was yeah. like, okay, like I'm going to hang out with you for a little bit. And she would have been number three for the night, she, right? She would have, yes, she was number gotcha. number three. So then my friend comes, he finds me at the bar with this person. I was like, so how'd it go? Like, what, you know, tell me all about your experience. Yeah. He was like, yeah, man, great time dancing. No numbers though. And I was like, oh, okay, well, um, I'm not going to let him know about this situation. Like, <laughs> I'm already in the um, lead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's no, you know, don't want to rub it in this person's face. So she, you know, now understands the situation. And she was like, oh, you guys got to come over to my table. I'm here with all my girlfriends, yada, yada, yada. Okay, she's wingmanning a wingman. That's like a double wing. I've never seen this before. People this are taking me. flight. Yes. Exactly. Yes, we are all, it's like almost a Red Bull commercial. Gotcha. So... <laughs> 
we go to this girl's table and yeah, she's there with like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine. It was just like Ooh. a full blown party. So I was like, okay, like just throwing it. my friend in there, yeah. like get in there, buddy, you know, do your thing. It was cool. We hung out with them for a while. He lived pretty close to the club that we okay. were at. And it had been, we had been there for a little bit. It had been late. And so a couple of them were like, oh, we think we're going to like hang out or like go home unless there's something else to do. And he was like, oh, well, we could all like go back to my place and get a drink. And I was just yeah. like, yes, there you go, bro. Like we're sealing the deal. Yeah. And this girl was like, oh, perfect. I drove, I can drive us there. So I just want to take a quick pause. Back when I was young, my mom had told me never get in the car with strangers. And mm -hmm. in this moment, I wish... I had listened. So we, uh, not all the girls could fit in this car. This was like a sedan. That's what yeah, I was yeah. wondering. I was thinking like if there was eight or nine girls, did some sprinkle off? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Some, okay. some did gotcha. not make it to this portion of the night. I wish I was those some. Some girls, yes, gotcha. Yes. So <laughs> the girl I had talked to at the bar, she was like, I'm not going. It was great meeting you, blah, blah, blah. Give me a call sometime. I was like, for sure. Yeah. Um, he was, my friend had been talking to these other girls and they were the ones that said they were going to give us a ride. So we get in the car with them. Yeah. It's me and him and one girl in the back two girls in the front. Now we're driving and my friend is like, okay, you're going to make a left here. And the girl driving was like, no, I think I'm going to go straight. And we were like, um, that's not how you get to his place. Mind you, they don't know us. So like, she doesn't yeah. know where she's going and she's hauling ass. Like yeah. you can't like downtown Chicago, downtown in any city. Like you should not be driving as fast. She's like highway driving. She's just going wherever. Red lights, stop signs are optional. She's taking lefts where she shouldn't. She's going gotcha. right when we were like, don't do that. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting there. Yeah. We have no control <laughs> over this situation. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. What is going on? You know, and, and my friend's kind of getting, he's getting a little more heated than I am. Yeah. I am comfortably drunk to the point where like, while this is not what I want to have happen, I'm still laughing hysterically because yeah. everything is a joke to me, right? <laughs> so he's getting upset. Yo, like, where are you taking us? Like, this mm -hmm. feels like a kidnapping, blah, blah, blah. He's and mad. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's has approached mad at this point. Mm -hmm. So we get to a red light. She comes to a like hard stop. And she's like, do you not trust me? He was like, hmm. Not really considering I just met you. Yeah. And she was like, I'm like the safest person. Like you can ask any of the girls in this car. I am so safe. I am so safe that I goes into the glove box, have this gun and is like waving it around at us. I am so drunk that I am still laughing. Like I'm like, like everything is a joke to me, right? Oh, she's so safe. She's got a gun. It's counterintuitive. The yeah. serendipity of it all, mm -hmm. like just cracking up in the back. Yeah. My friend like grabs my collar and is like, Jordan, that is a gun and the lock isn't on it. And I was like, yeah. Oh, like so sober. Like the gun didn't sober me up. It was the fact that he had to have a powwow with me yeah. in front of her. The gun, it, it's ready to go off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 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 we're like, this is like a hostage. Oh, like, what? Okay, <laughs> yeah. now I'm scared. Ma'am, could you? She's like waving the gun at us. Like, are you guys not safe? Are you got like, I am safe. Like I am going to keep us safe no. and we were like okay yeah 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 yeah, you drive wherever you go wherever you want to go right. like yeah yeah you want to go left you go left so eventually <laughs> she finally like listened to us right and like put okay. the gun down and like we get to his place 
Were her friends rattled? Um, I think the one that was sitting in the back with us was only because it was getting weight, like the way she was yeah. doing it. But like the girl riding shotgun, I think if she wasn't passed out, she was just like so unbothered. Like I, she gotcha. didn't see a thing. Or like maybe she was like in charge of like, you know, music on the radio. So <laughs> yeah, she was like, a DJ. Don't worry about that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, I gotta, gotta focus on my next song, you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gotta yeah, set yeah. the vibe. So we finally get to his place, right? Yeah. At this point, the sun is now rising mm -hmm. um over lake michigan which i thought because i'm still drunk what a beautiful moment yeah to you guys like you know what like thank you for the ride but we should like enjoy this moment for a second the sun is coming up it's yeah. a new day like we had a great time last night and my friend was like jordan get out of the fucking car like, yeah this let's is, bounce let's go dude there mm -hmm. was a gun involved he was already out of the car i was like at the door and i was like Hey, look, so I know that that was really crazy, but um, the gun thing kind of turned me on. I'm really into that right now. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to milk this just a little bit. He was like, I'm going inside. You're a fucking psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so I got out of the car and I like knocked on the driver window and I was like, hey, um, despite that whole gun thing, I still want to hang out. Number four, baby, yeah, yeah. got the fourth number. And then I was like, do you want to like kick it, watch the sunrise? She was like, no, dude, I got to like, I got a long drive. I got to go, but like yeah. hit me up sometime. And I was like, yeah, for sure, gun girl. She drove off. I come to find out a couple days later that she went to high school with one of my coworkers. Okay. And my coworker was like, did you end up meeting so-and-so? Right. Mm, I don't really remember her name. And she was like, she gave you a ride and like a gun was, I was like, oh yeah, gun girl, how's she doing? She was like, that girl is psycho. I wouldn't Run. do that if I were you. And I was like, yeah, the whole gun thing kind of, uh, you know, set that up in my mind. I, I yeah. get that. But no, never hit, never hit her up. Like never pursued that Good. in any way. That would have been total cuckoo caca and sauna. <laughs> No, but the but the time was it was just so exhilarating. What a roller coaster of a night! It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I have to say, um, well, that was wild, and <laughs> um, I feel very similarly to you in the sense that I've gotten myself in some precarious situations where I right. should be scared, but I choose the path of least resistance where I just say, okay, we're here, we're in this. And I always feel, I mean, I, a lot of psychics have told me I'm going to like die a little old lady in my sleep. So sometimes when I'm in dangerous situations, I go, oh, it's not my time. So let's just enjoy this. <laughs> that is so crazy because when I was, I don't know why I held on to this or thought like, okay, it's time for me to be this kind of like next level astral plane kind of person. But yeah. when I was like 16 or 17, I had this dream. Some kind of like deity or spirit witch warlock sort of person yeah. was like you are like safe until you're 21 and then at 21 like i i cannot you know the veil of protection is like no longer over no. you so from like that like i woke up i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want and like yeah. obviously like i'm 30 now so i'm like nine years removed from this <laughs> dream that i think was really you know watching over me but like i still just lived that life because yeah. i was like I'm 21. I don't want to stop. I'm now officially legal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The party's know, just starting. Exactly. I wanted the dream to happen again. Like, tell me I get an extension on this. How do I, <laughs> you know, extend that can, warranty? Can we extend the 
this warranty, please? Um, yeah, so exactly. I, I want to ask about the game. I think that's a really fun game, the getting the number yeah. game and everything. Was there any other than bragging rights? Was there any kind of, you know, whoever gets the least numbers takes care of the check or was it just yeah, for they, sport? Typically, like, I think if it was just like one or two people, it'd be for sport. But if there were like a lot of people like, okay, like there's something is involved. Like there's a price you have to pay if you lose. But like, that wasn't the only game. Like I dumb boy games. That wasn't the name. I'm calling it that now because that's like, okay. I'm yeah. so removed from that. Yes. It'd be like, uh, okay, let's see who can spend the least. Like if we go mm. bar hopping, like, can you get other people to buy your drinks? Which like in hindsight, oh, like, is that so hard for a man? Like, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, it, it's hard to be a guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, woe is me. Yeah. No, I, we would just, like, do stupid stuff like that. Oh, there's Jordan talking to a bunch of divorcees. And I'm like, they're buying me drinks. Like, <laughs> One of them's putting me in her will. Yeah, it's like, I'm I'm doing it, guys. I'm winning. <laughs> I need all the protection I can get. I'm 22 now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Do you remember the pickup line that worked best for you in your 20s? Oh man. I don't think I had like a go-to pickup line. I think it was just about being out and just being as charismatic as possible and being able to read a situation and knowing how to like insert myself into that. Well, like if I think one of the most fun situations for me would be like, there's a girl getting hit on by a guy Mm -hmm. and that guy is like totally not getting it. So like coming in and acting as like, Oh, her coworker or her boyfriend or somebody else. And just removing that person from that situation. And then either like being like, Hey, you have a great rest of your night or do I shoot my shot? Like that was always really fun, but yeah, like whatever. You you felt the vibe of it. You were not like your go-to line. Yeah. I didn't have like a go-to line. Cause I feel like that's too gimmicky, you know, like I'm always a person, like I enjoy conversation. Yeah. Here we are. And I would just like, you know, like want to figure out what, that person is is doing and just kind of like talk crack some jokes yeah see what happens from there i enjoy sports i am not you know somebody who's like oh the game is on i have to watch it but if sports are on i don't know there's something about sports that makes me feel like we're in a party atmosphere and I always like to have a little bit of a party atmosphere. So I never mind if like sports are on or going to like a sporting event or anything like that. But I don't, I can't uh, confidently say I know a lot about athletes. I will say that living in New York city. And when I was in my early twenties, Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez were obviously very prominent Yankees and super famous. So if I would go out to bars and a guy was wearing a Yankees hat, because I I guess unless there was, I like the Lakers. So unless there was a Lakers hat or t-shirt, which isn't very few and far between, I would have to, you know, rely on Yankees hats. So if I was talking to a guy who had some sort of Yankee swag on and I was wanting him to buy me a drink. I would just be like, oh, are the Yankees your favorite team? He'd be like, yeah, you know, whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, me too. And then the one thing all guys would say if I said me too, which was often they would say, oh, yeah, the Yankees are your favorite team. Who's your favorite player? I would literally look at them and I'd be like, I don't I don't want to tell you. And they'd be like, oh, do you even know any Yankees? Like, do you? And I'd be like, no, I, I don't want to get into it. And they'd be like, no, come on. Now they're interested. Right, right. Well, come on, no, who's your favorite player? And I'd be like, Derek Jeter. 
Derek Jeter is my favorite player, and I'll tell you why. Because there has not in our lifetime been a player as great as Derek Jeter. I mean, he is record-breaking. He's charismatic. He is handsome, and his team loves him. I mean, you cannot tell me there's a better player than him. And then you know, the guys would be like, uh, yeah, no, you're right. He's my favorite player, too. <laughs> I could only imagine that like Jay-Z and Alicia Keys Empire State of Mind is playing in the background as this conversation. Like that's <laughs> most New York. Cue the music, yeah. yeah exactly. Like New York. Like that's going on. It's like Derek Jeter is the best <laughs> player of all time. Like that is so picturesque New York situation. So, it worked. Uh, it worked often. And I actually, I saw Jay-Z and Alicia Keys preform Empire State oh, of Mind wow. at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> that is true. I, uh, Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z went on tour together. My friend Sal and I went, we got great seats. We were like across the aisle from Jessica Beale. She was in some uh, yeah. VIP section, but we were on the floor, but she was on the VIP section, but elevated. And he went out to get us beers. And he's like, I just talked to Jessica Beale and we could like see her dancing. But I did, that is pretty quintessential New York. You even saying having yeah. that in the background, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a very New York moment. <laughs> Um, but that was my pickup line and it worked. I can only imagine like if you've got, if you're in a city where they've got a huge team or whatever, and you just say this city's team is, is my favorite. And the (laughs) most quintessential player is my favorite player. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. You're so right. Yo, she's cool. Like (laughs) she's with it. Yeah. 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 He gets it guys. Like, come on. Yeah. No, that. Layup. That's a that's an easy one for sure. And then I pull my gun out. Uh, no, I... <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Who doesn't um... like Derek Jeter? <laughs> you tell me right now who doesn't like Derek. Who Jeter doesn't like far. Derek Jeter? <laughs> <laughs> you an A Rod fan? Get the fuck on the ground. Uh, well, speaking of big cities. You're in Chicago. I am. And be- before we got started, you were telling me a little bit about how you, was it pretty recently you, you went into syndication? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm now like on in 20 cities. Wow. Um, uh, outside of just Chicago. So I am not on in New York yet. But not yet, but fingers coming. crossed. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on in a, a couple of different places. I'm actually on in several places in like New York State. Okay. Um, which is cool. Shout out Syracuse. That's my hometown. Shout out uh, Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm on in Chicago, uh, 103.5 KISS FM, Monday through Friday, 7 to midnight. And then I'm also on in various cities, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 to midnight as well. So that's, uh, I think that's the one thing that has changed about me since we yeah. talked last. So um, how does that conversation go down in the radio world when they tell you as an on-air personality, now you're in syndication? That's a big level up. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's. I guess I would say it's like, it's like a weird like kind of pseudo syndication. I create a customized show for, for all those other cities. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I was approached by, you know, people that work behind the scenes. Right, and, right. You know, they liked what I was doing in Chicago and approached me with this opportunity. So I was like, yeah. And I think the coolest part is that I get to be on in cities like where I'm from or I lived in Omaha, Nebraska for like two and a half, three years. So I'm on there as well. And and it's cool to just like be able to talk about things like, oh, you know, like I remember that spot or, you know, yeah. this this venue that I went to when I was like in my teens, you know, now I'm talking about like, Oh, so-and-so, you know, Justin Bieber, Dua Lipa's play in this place. Like you should go there. So, you know, that's really exciting to be able to kind of 
have that hometown connection. So Yeah. And one of the really cool things about working in radio is I'm sure the perks, right? You get, you know, access to concerts. You do yeah. you get access to concerts. You get access to musicians and things like that. Have you found that because of everything that's going on with the state of the pandemic, that right. that has gotten better? Like, have there become more perks for you? Or have you felt like, oh, man, the concert seems kind of like dying down or we have to be cautious so I don't get to enjoy that side of it as much? It's in this weird like limbo situation right now because so many people are like over the pandemic, like even right. though we are still very much in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, like there are still concert rollouts for this entire year. You know, I think yeah. our first year in the pandemic, Everybody was like, we got to cancel everything, you know, like everything's shutting down. And I think this time around, you know, by no means am I a, a scientist or a doctor. Right. But I think because these new variants are starting to get like weaker, even though they're wildly more contagious. More contagious, um, but weaker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, we we're kind of like, eh, we're not going to stop doing what we're doing. Yeah. We're just going to like push things like a month or two back. So like there's a, a lot more concerts like this time last year, January of 2021, it was like, no, we're not waiting until or we're waiting until, uh, you know, it's like very much spring and it's a lot warmer out and yeah. you know, things are a lot safer. Now it's like, okay, like maybe we won't do things in January, but February we're getting the ball rolling. So um, the concerts are still uh, there. I think it, you know, once you trickle down into like like smaller events, like going to bars or, or you know, like doing a show live somewhere, I think that's at the individual place's discretion. You know, I think yeah. that's kind of slow. And when you take it to that level, you know, it's it's like, okay, that establishment or those group of people like might not believe in the virus or the vaccine or, or whatever and want to do things. Some people are like very like staunchly proud to be like, no, we're not doing anything because right. we're taking things seriously. So at that point it goes like all across the board, but it's still weird. Like the perks are there, but it's, it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. And, and I think people think that we're just a button's going to get pressed and we're going to go back to normal. But yeah. the truth is we just have to find ways to make this the new normal. So I'm happy to hear that you're still getting to go see shows and do stuff, oh, yeah. but we just have to always be cautious. It's a Definitely. wild world out there. Yeah, no, it's, it's nuts out here. It went from wild nights to just wild all the time. <laughs> went from wild nights to wild 24 7 7 days a week 12 months out of the year um well i have just really 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 enjoyed having you back jordan i told you before we started recording how much this meant to me and just to like be able to keep in touch and and see all the cool things that you're doing i'm sure by the next time you come on the show it'll be even more good news for you i'm gonna try to keep the good news flowing but also the wild stories i think that covid has definitely like you know hindered people getting as crazy as they were pre-pandemic but i'm gonna make a conscious effort to, <laughs> you know, in 2022, do something so crazy that come 2023, I'm like, Rocky, do I have this story for you? Well, I really look forward mind. to that. And I have to say the last two stories that you have come on here and told have both been excellent and uh, better than I could have even expected. So if anybody out there, and I encourage everybody out there uh, wants to go back, listen to Jordan on episode four, especially if you enjoyed him on this episode. And if you want to follow him, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at onairjrdn. That's Jordan without the vowels. Yes. Um, Jordan. This was wonderful. Thank you so much. I enjoy this every time I come on. It's great to tell 
stories about stupid stuff I've done. So it's great. Rocky, keep on, you know, giving us these wild nights. I sure will, Jordan. And we will talk soon. Thank you for doing the show. Okay. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. Bye.